guys, it's Gina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. And so for today, we have part two of our friendship episode. Part two, just me and Lydia Solodolo. No guest. Um, we released the other half earlier this year or just like i think like a couple weeks it ago. was like two weeks ago it yeah. was like three weeks ago. i don't know we don't know you time guys, is fake yeah and obviously you guys remember you guys loved it mm-hmm. and so we're gonna give you more and it is gonna begin in three two, two one. one yeah but i guess like how do you recognize it as the outer party like i think this person's jealous of me like what are ways in which you know like someone is jealous of you because i've had two friends who i know for a fact have been jealous of me but they both manifested it so differently. Like, they both manifested it so differently. One of them, they were just, like, projecting so much of their own insecurity on me to the point where, like, they were just okay. being I'm very literally rude. writing this down so I don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> projecting? Being rude? Yeah, projecting being really rude to me. So I was – I, but I hadn't clocked that, that was jealousy. I was just like, oh, they're just kind of like a rough and tough person, and that's not me. Like, I'm more sensitive. Right. And I didn't realize that it was jealousy. And then the other friend who was jealous of me, this is when I was a lot younger. This is when I, when I was in high school. Um, they just were, like, so anxiously clingy to me. And, like, well, I guess it was in high school. Anyway, it doesn't matter the timeline. But <laughs> it was, they were just so anxiously clingy of me. And they repeated so many of the things that I was doing and saying and really just capitalizing on my, like, being. And they just plagiarized my whole entire blueprint. And... Oh my god, really wait, who is this? Me. Who is this? All I need to know. <laughs> I don't know why I said high school. I'm so fucked up. But oh! <laughs> that bitch fucking stole my shit. <laughs> I'm fucking screaming. And she does it to every single other person. It's not just me. Yeah. Okay, so I've taken note of the two types of jealous people. Wait, what was the question? How can you identify signs that your friend is jealous of you? Because there's so many ways it can manifest. Right. But what are some indicators that you already know? Lydia, I just feel like you might be the type of person who sees the good in people. Why are you talking about me? I asked about you. <laughs> no, okay, no, listen. I'm. This is what I'm saying. But I'm saying in all of those instances that you're listing, it was super obvious to me as an outside person that the person was jealous of you. So it's like... I feel like maybe it's just a you thing, but I think it's really, like, obvious. I think the passive-aggressive comments, especially, are so obvious. I like, I'm sorry. Like, doing. okay, I'm going to redact this, but, like, when we, <laughs> but, like, when we were hanging out with and Dude. he kept, like, saying shit, I was like, immediately he, he's jealous. And it's like, okay. you didn't pick up on it until I said this that. This is why we don't do podcasts with ourselves. <laughs> So much is going to be redacted. No, but, like, okay, I feel like that time, though, was very different. But the only thing that seems, like, that time was different because, not because, it wasn't different because it was, like, a different context. It was different because I feel like he turned up the noise when you were there. Yeah, like, okay. Like, I feel like he was feeling extra, ner- like, extra insecure because you were around. And, like, obviously, we're friends. Which is, like, so weird to me because it's, like, wouldn't you be on your best behavior when there's, like, a third party? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I witnessed this shit. I know. I mean, I knew he was jealous of me losing my V card because he just kept bringing it up. And I was like, okay, we get it. Okay, yeah, that's okay. So maybe that's one sign. Okay. Keep (laughs) over brainstorming, actually, so that we can get our script in. (laughs) 
no, no, no. This, this is, this is the um, signs that you have a jealous friend. Okay. So what would be the sign? This? We're gonna be, we're gonna publish this on retweet Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes. You have a jealous friend. You need to drop them. I would say. I would say keep bringing it up. Passive aggressive comments for sure. Yeah. Because guess what? Passive aggression is still aggression. Yeah, it's still aggression. I feel like if you have a jealous friend, they will like they might not congratulate you, or like yeah, the way that they, they want to keep you, you down. Yeah. Yeah, like they want to keep you down, or they'll try to minimize your wins. Minimize your wins, and they'll try to seed doubts of like their own insecurities onto you so yeah. like whatever they're insecure of like they're going to plant those seeds of insecurity within you and they are going to water them until those seeds bloom it's into true. insecurity that was such a good metaphor shakespeare's pen could never that is that's dean was online baby that's dean was online and if you ever post it on an infographic you better tag me <laughs> Yeah, Dean's alive. What are the other signs that you have a jealous friend or a jealous person in your life? I feel like if someone, like, keeps bringing up, like, something that you did, even if it's in a positive way, it can be jealousy. But it's, like, I feel like if even if you were, like, dating someone, it's, like, it's different if I'm, like, oh, how is that going? If I just, like, keep being, like, oh, like, you know, that, like, I just keep naming his name. It's, like, okay, like, do you want my man? Like, what the fuck? So, like, I guess, like, bringing, (laughs) bringing, yeah, like, bringing him up a lot. I mean, it's not even that he was bringing it up a lot, too. I feel like he would, like, ask questions about it because he wanted, like, more information about it, right? Like, he wanted to know all the communication that you two had together, right? So, yeah. like, you know, like, he would be like, oh, like, he would insert himself into the situation. That to say is that if they keep bringing it up and keep prying into wanting the details, like, a little too much, and you can sense when it's weird, when someone wants, yeah. like, every single detail, like, you know, so- something is – like your friend should be interested in your life. Some something For is sure, like yeah. some of it is natural curiosity or asking genuine questions. But then like you can sense when it's gotten to a point where it's like, okay, this is weird. Like, why are you still bringing this up? Why are you still asking about it? Because yeah. you want more details. You want to feel more connected or like know exactly what went on because you're jealous. Yeah, yeah. How would you, as a person who you're basically claiming is jealous of, like bring that up? Do you not bring it up? Like how – like their jealousy is getting out of hand. But are you going to tell them, hey, you're jealous of me? No, because I feel like that is when you come off as fucking nuts. Because they're going to be like, this bitch thinks I'm jealous of her. Like Because at the end of the day, it's like you can't really have – you don't have concrete evidence to show them like, oh, you're jealous of me. It's A lot of it is implied or like you feel it. It's very easy to pass off passive-aggressive comments as like, oh, it was just my tone. Like I didn't mean it like that. Um, I'm sorry, but, like, that was never my intention. Like, it's easy to dismiss those things and for, like, you won't have examples to show basically is what I'm saying. The ways in which other wrongdoing come up, it's, like, you have a specific example of an incident that happened and then you can say, hey, like, this was really fucked up when you did this thing that was tangibly fucked up and I hate you for that. But when it's, like, confronting someone for being jealous of you, it's, like, a lot of the things that happen – like, you can address those things, but I feel like saying that they're jealous, like, they're literally going to be like, you're nuts. Yeah. Like, if a bitch came to me, especially if it wasn't true, like, imagine someone came to you and they were like, you're jealous of me and you weren't jealous of them at all. You would literally think they were nuts. Yeah. 
I know. That's why it's like, what do you say? You just like say this, their behavior upsets you. Like, I guess, like, how are you really legitimately supposed to break up with a friend that's jealous of you? I mean, I think that's one of those situations where it's like mental note, and then you can address some of the other things. So, for example, you could say, you know, I feel like you really put me down. I feel like you're not there for me. You could tell the truth. I feel like you never celebrate my successes. But then I feel like that's just a situation where if the friendship ends, you are ending as the villain and they're going to be like, oh, she was just like she said X, Y, Z and it's not even fucking true. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm always a villain. <laughs> I'm honestly, I've been the villain, but like I've honestly been bad to people. So it's like it's usually warranted. I won't lie. <laughs> I've done a lot of growing as a person in the past, like, five years. And with that, you make a lot of mistakes in relationships and push people away. And, like, that doesn't make you a bad person. I had to tell myself that. So if you needed to hear that, you're not a bad person either. Yeah, that's a good point. And I was going to say that, too, is that, like, so much of when you're younger and you're making relationships – especially because, like, when we were younger, I feel like the agenda of, like, friends for life was so insane. Like – When we were little kids, it's, like, you get, like, matching, like, best friend jewelry with your friend. It's, like, that's, like, literally mock engagement rings. It's, like, it's so intense. yeah. And um, you want this to work forever, like, your best friends forever. But because, like, so, sure, you learn how to talk, okay? Like, you learn how to say hi, hello. But as you grow older, you really just learn how to communicate. And, like, unfortunately, that's going to be at the expense of people that you kind of – have these beginner relationships with and so thankfully like I don't believe that I've ever been in a situation where like it's like wow the one that got away like that person was so great and we should have been friends forever but there have been times where I'm like I know that I was wrong in that situation but unfortunately like that's gonna come with being friends with me at 16 when I was still like I didn't even now like I'm still trying to communicate and that's like a mm-hmm. part of growth and friendships and like allowing yourself to kind of be seen and being right. vulnerable and being allowed to be like wrong about things and growing from them. Lydia just spit bars. <laughs> Literally bar for bar, word for word. It's Nikki Gemini. couldn't write those bars. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Honestly, guys, you know what Nicki Minaj said? She said, fuck them niggas, give them trauma. That is so true. It's so true. And it's like the fact that she weaponized mental health and said, fuck that nigga, give him trauma. Trauma? That's where it hurts. That's where it hurts. She was right. That's Money comes and goes. Trauma is forever. But it's like, I feel like someone would bring that up on like a very like left-leaning Twitter account and be like, I know. Why do we want to traumatize men? Why is Nicki Minaj trivializing the mental health of men? Honey, Nicki Minaj don't give a fuck. <laughs> Nicki Minaj don't literally go, don't give a fuck. And it's called Barbs or Die. Yeah, Barbs or Die, per. Reach Me Podcasts are Barbs. We're Barbs. <laughs> We're Barbs. But yeah, I also wanted to ask you how you deal with jealousy in friendships in terms of not them necessarily being jealous of you but you being jealous seeing your friend getting close to someone else or like your friends hang out without you or like I don't know 
Because I feel like as a kid, when I think about like the friendships that I had as a kid, there was so much jealousy involved in the friendships. Like mm-hmm. if two people hung out outside of the like friend group, like the other people in the friend group would get jealous For that sure. like they weren't really like included in that too. So it's like as an adult, do you think that we just lose jealousy of seeing our friends in other relationships? Is that a sign of growing up or do you feel like we still feel jealousy? It's interesting. Personally, um, I've definitely felt pain over like not being invited to certain plans because then I just assume that we're like not as close as I would have I would have thought because if I was and I would have been included in those plans and I think that principle is what hurts me. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie though, as far as like an individual friend being friends with someone else. That actually never hurts me. And I think it's because I just know, like, we will hang out. Like, because mm-hmm. we're not, like, dating. I'm like, we will hang out. I don't know. I've just never really experienced that before. I feel like I've had, like, in my adolescence especially, like, as a, like, probably in my late teens, having relationships with other people that were so intense. Like, I remember my friendship with like in high school we were really close okay yeah okay. was like my best friend at one point okay which is like fucked up because okay. that was one of those friendships that it was like we grew apart and yeah. it haunted me it literally haunted me because I was like holy shit like we were really close and then like not to say that we drifted apart but like we literally just fell off yeah. But it was in high school, so it's not like there was anything that made sense for the reason that we drifted a- apart. Like, nothing had changed Yeah, in our friendship. You know what I mean? I feel like when you drift apart, it's like, okay, you know, you move away first or, like, you're in different spaces or, like, something has changed in, like, your everyday, right? Like, that's the catalyst for you drifting away usually. So, for us, it was like we were in the same routine that we were always doing and – somehow we just she was pulling away in a, mm-hmm. in a sense of our friendship and because we were really good friends like she was my best friend at this point and so I felt a, a certain type of way about that but then also she had um, an entire other friend group that I wasn't a part of and we all went to high school together so it was hard to see someone that I consider like one of my best friends always hanging out with like a group of other people like I wasn't I wasn't really in that so it's like there was jealousy there too where I was like, well, she's hanging out with like her other friends like, you know, and the, maybe I wasn't like I wasn't in that group or like they were one of those friend groups where it's like hard to get into the friend group if you understand if you mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Some friend groups are very easy to infiltrate, but it was they were very close knit. They all lived like near each other, like all white, like, you know, it was very like aesthetically it made sense as a friend group. But yeah, like I was always on the outskirts of that and I felt a lot of jealousy um, when she would like snap me and like she would be with the other friends that I wasn't friends with and they were doing all these fun things when she was literally like, and this was at a point where I also like didn't really have any other friends. So, cause I was a loser in high school. So it's like, imagine seeing like your only friend hanging out with other people and you're like, fuck, like you're literally my only option. So I've definitely experienced jealousy in friendships and I had it come up again Because I think it is a little bit – it's more of an adolescent feeling, I think. You move out and move away from that. And I had a similar feeling with one of my friends, and I really was so deeply uncomfortable with it. 
and I had to interrogate like what was going on in that friendship and it was because it was a dependent relationship like in high school when that person was my only friend I depended on them heavily I had to interrogate my relationships in my life and at that point I was like holy shit even though I have other friends I'm really really depending on this one person and so when I see them with other people it hurts me because we are like best friends number ones you know what I mean? And that has been my mentality with friendship for so, so long. And it hasn't been like until I've really like reached adulthood to get to the point where I'm like, friendship is not like that. And like, I feel like I've had to relearn how to be a good friend while keeping in mind new things that I'm learning about friendship and the way that I've been behaving before. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm the complete opposite spectrum where like I was always solo dolo. I was a Maybe my sister have like a eight, nine year age gap. I went to church and they were all white people and I was black. I went to all white private <laughs> school as the only person who's black. So I always felt like really comfortable and like forced into like my own like independence. Mm. Um, so I never had friends that I think that I felt super dependent on in that kind of way. Just because I do get pretty claustrophobic, but I think I'm relearning friendships now as an adult where I'm like allowing myself to be more seen because I like having a dependable friendship. It like because you depend on them, you like are opening so much of you as what I would assume. And so I just like love having I've always like grown up like having like a lot of friends and we're all like chill, but like I was very like comfortable in my own solitude. And then now that I'm older, I'm, like, trying to be definitely not dependent on people, but, like, allow myself to be helped and seen. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's a very mature way to look at friendship. And I feel like the ways that we are reinterrogating what friendship means to us and, like, navigating what that looks like as adults and what we've learned about friendship, like, that is not a common perspective I think a lot of people behave in friendships the same way that they did when they're 15 and like they do the same shit when they're 25 and you know it's indicative of a certain level of growth within us and like the ways that we're able to challenge ourselves as people to grow because a lot of people don't like and I'm specifically thinking about but like with like and even like all these people that we've had friendship breakups with, it's like, I feel like I grew from them, but they didn't grow from it. You know what I mean? Like, I think they still tash- Oh, yeah. I don't think a single bitch grew from a friendship breakup <laughs> I've ever been in. <laughs> but I think that I've learned a lot about every relationship I've been in from the friendship breakups. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's indicative of the type of people that we are, that we take our experiences and, you know, grow from them. Like, because a lot of people honestly don't do that. Like, they don't learn anything out of this negative thing that happened and I feel like I've learned something and I carry it with me all the time and like changes how I move through the world when I have a negative experience like a friendship breakup and I learn something about myself or I learn something about relationships or friendships like that's literally what life is about and like some bitches don't do that like they literally stay stagnant and they don't ever like they're not thinking about friendship in this context yeah it's true and I think the reason why though like I think what separates like people like us not to gas us <laughs> ourselves on our podcast um people like us is that and I've noticed this with other people 
specifically like my friends recently is like some people they're resolution based and some people they just don't want to be the bad guy if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like for example like what I was kind of saying in the beginning even though it came off as victim blaming (laughs) for myself um the reason why I was trying to highlight like those moments I made those bad friends because I was vulnerable is like despite that being like my literal predicament I know that that was something that I did so let's just like be more resolution because I don't care about like coming out of another fight and feeling like I'm right like all I care about is that like I'm just not in that situation again mm-hmm. so what can I do on my own end if anything to make sure I'm not in that position again okay make sure you're not just accepting anybody to be your friend um because you can say no you can be selective who's a part of your group like you don't need to be insecure about your friendships so I think yeah but some people it's like they're not going to be critical of those things because they don't care about being resolution focused they don't care about not getting themselves in the situation again they just hope that every single time they're out they're not wrong that's so true I think also for me, what I've learned from friendship breakups is to be more picky, just like you said, about not just letting people have access to your space, but even being more picky as in like, just because I have this one thing in common with someone doesn't necessarily mean we have to be friends. And I feel like I was very wishy-washy with friendships, not in the fact that I was just like, it's not that I was desperado for friendship necessarily, but it was like, I would allow it to be there if there was one thing that it we had common ground on and now I'm at a point where I'm like we need one more like we don't (laughs) we can't build a friendship on one thing that we have in common like for example if someone had like the same twitter humor as me I'd be like okay like red like green flag and it's like a one green flag and like you can be my friend whereas like if I treated any other like I don't treat romantic relationships like that like it's not one green flag and you can be my boyfriend but it was for me one green flag and you can be my friend because what is the harm of having more friends like there's no harm in that so I feel like I, I I've had points in my life where I've had quote unquote a lot of friends not to say that they were like close friends but like you know people where I would I would say that they were my friend because we literally like party together like you can't have one thing in common and call someone your friend but at the same time I think you can have friends in like different facets of your life for sure like actually you know what I disagree with myself (laughs) Dina versus Dina it's a throwdown. <laughs> no, no, no. Because think about it. I was kind of spitting. Like I've, I, I, I agree with past me, but I also agree with future me. That's going to say, um, you can have like a party friends, or like you can have friends that you just go out and have fun with. If you like set the expectation in your head that like this is the level of friendship that this person is, but it's like it's not really like it's not true friendship in the way that I'm thinking of friendship. Yeah, and I agree, and I think the difference between, like, that and, like, what I was kind of describing as far as, like, grabbing a friend, um, the first one that kind of comes your way, that, like, you know that, like, what that friendship serves, opposed to, like, being in a situation, like, you know, being in, like, whatever, being in, like, a smaller city and uh, whatever, options being limited, it's, like, though that's something where it's, like, if you took upon, like, someone being your best friend without any expectations that's like where it gets harmful because ultimately you guys are gonna have a big blow up and they're like why am I even friends with this person it's like well because you were just like insecure in that moment you just decided that like you were you were gonna accept anything come your way 
So I think you're able to take up different friendships for sure that aren't like they're not they don't have to be your best friend. Not every friend needs to be your best friend. Um but it's important to know like why that friendship exists and that can shape your boundaries because it's like if let's say this is someone who you like look for for support you're probably going to be willing to bend a little more for that person because you guys have that kind of like reciprocal um expectation whereas like you know I'm not going to bend over backwards for someone who is like my party friend (laughs) yeah yeah it's true fuck the party friend guys you're you're literally 35 why do you have a party friend go make a family (laughs) period Like, a party friend is definitely age-restrictive. Like, you cannot have party... It is pretty age-restrictive. Honestly, you can only really have a party friend when you're, like, in university. So you said something to me, Lydia. Um, And I don't know if you remember this, but we were talking... (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) You're like... Because I'm scared. I'm scared. it's scary. Um, But basically, I think I was having a really hard time processing one of my friendships ending. Um... And you know the one. You said something to me, and you said that, you know, you and I could stop being friends even at one point, and that wouldn't negate, like, the value of our friendship or anything like that. And when you said that to me, I was like, but I feel like for you, like, you're one of my soulmate friends. Like, you have soulmate friends, and, like, you are one of those people for me, and... It's it was like hard for me to wrap my head around it because I was like, you're like one of those special special friends that I feel like will ne- like will be in my life forever, and it's like, I can't imagine those relationships ending. Like I have friendships where it's like I they're not the same level of connection, and if they ended, I would understand why they ended. Um, but I think I hold, like I think you can have friends that are your soulmates. And I think I've, when I feel those types of friendships, it's harder for me to come to terms with the fact that they, like, could end. And so when you said that, I was like, are you joking? Like, why would they end? Like, why would it end? Like, it's literally not ending unless you break up with me. Like, (laughs) Jake, literally, she took the joke too far. She took the metaphor too far. She was like, Lydia's trying to tell me something. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I was like, no, not even that. But I was just like, the fact that you were able to think about friendship in that way which is like at the end of the day like you're right you're 100 percent right um but I wasn't there yet I wasn't there yet I I still felt like I would have certain friendships forever and it's also the way that like you know you hear stories about people being married for like 75 years or like people being friends for 50 years and it's like I will never have that friend where I can be like oh we were friends for 50 years like I want that too, but it's like, I was just like, this is not possible because I've, I haven't maintained any friendship longer than like seven years at this point because all my friendships from my like adolescence have weaned off. So I'm hoping that like as an adult he, person, I start making better relationship decisions and the friends that I have now, like I can keep forever. But it's like, when you said that, I was like, dang, like I could do it all right and I could make so much growth as a person and we still could just like drift apart. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like it's important to kind of realize that like it is very hard, I think even for myself, for my friends, to see my friends as people who 
like aren't my friend <laughs> like sometimes I'm like obviously it's like hard to like because you've only ever seen that person in your perspective right like people can show you photos or whatever but like you don't even really know what that person was like before they entered your life like they're just like this new character in the season of the story of your life but it is really important to like know that that person's like an individual and I find that like if you're able to kind of like respect your friends and know like this is who they are outside of being my friend then like it doesn't really matter like it does matter because like that's you want to be with that person and so it's like that's like an indication like no like you not friendship breaking up with someone or thinking that you're gonna break up with someone is like an indication that it's not gonna happen at least anytime soon um and it's not even one of those things where I think it's inevitable. Like, I don't think that all friendship breakups are inevitable by any means. You can be friends with someone for, like, a very, very long time for the rest of your days. But it's, like, choosing those people who, who want those same things, who are, like, resolution-based. Like, do you really want, like, also, like, a high-quality friendship? Because there are people who, like, I know, like, even romantically, like, date someone for, like, 10 years. And it's, like, sure, in theory, I would want to date someone for, like, 10 years. But also, I'm not going to date someone for 10 years that I don't feel like we're growing, like even all the friendship breakups I had, like I didn't intend, I didn't go in those being like, whatever, like I can deal with it. Like it was just like, oh, I didn't know that you were like this till we hit this point, and I didn't realize that you lacked the critical skills that I, yeah. that I think you lack, right? <laughs> that so I know you it's lack. About, yeah, it's. I think it's like it takes a lot to kind of like find your tribe, but it's like really, really, really worth it. I think because like the people that you have like you can really lean to as a support and the way we actually open we used to open up every single one of our episodes with like a definition we used to always talk about what we were talking about and defining what it was and we talked about like what is a friend because there's so many different types of friends right but I think like really like as an adult what I'm coming to terms with is like your friends are like people who you like allow in your circle and like that's supposed to be a safe space like your friend like a real friend is like an all-encompassing all-in-range like person they see you in basically every facet of your life like how you operate in those different uh relationships because your friends are like those unique people who like do know your do know your uh family do know your spouse do know your kids they're unlike any other person they like literally know everyone a lot of people that you know um and i think that like it's just it's important to choose and listen to people that's like a big thing like you can communicate like what you like but it's also like listen to people they be telling on themselves even if you mm -hmm. just say Very even if you just so. it's not about them saying oh they sorry was that them, no like, like people literally tell on themselves if you listen people will tell you who they are mm -hmm. and like if this is a lesson that i've had to learn time and time and time again but you are not exempt from your friend's bad behavior if you literally see your oh friend do some weird shit with someone else like you're next do not think you're exempt <laughs> like i always think i'm special so you said something about like the definition of friendship and the way that we defined it and i think a lot of people define it differently and that's where you come up with the issues that arise is like we have different definitions of what friendship is and for me friendship is what you said and friendship is community and friendship is love and friendship can be just as important as a romantic relationship in your life but a lot of people don't see friendship in that way friendship is community it is it's like it's a place where like these people like 
out of their own will, their own heart, are like choosing you to like be in their lives, even though they're not, you're not even seen as like family or like a spouse. Like these are people who mm-hmm. are like, they are going out of their way to see you, even though like friends within society aren't even seen as like yeah. that high of value. And it's, and it's hard when you have friendships with people that have different definitions of friendship than you do. Um, because that's been a huge issue in a lot of my relationships is like this person genuinely just doesn't have the same consideration or put the same effort towards friendship or hold it in the same regard that I do in my life. And I think it could be also indicative of the fact that I've never had a romantic relationship, right? Um, Friendship is what I know and friendship is what I'm good at because I know I'm a good friend. Like I've been in so many different friendships because they were like the only source of intimate relationship that I really had other people don't hold friendship in that same regard they don't care for the intimacy of it or it was never like the primary relationship in their life because maybe they had romantic relationships as well Mm -hmm. so when you have people that center men like I think it's really difficult to be friends with women that center men because your relationship is always going to be seen as secondary to their romantic relationship um whereas I feel like if I were to get into a romantic relationship, nothing would change with my friendships because I have grown accustomed to putting emphasis and, um, you know, celebrating and putting my friendships at the forefront and like, you know, not viewing that as a secondary tier to romance. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you also say that because I was actually um, – seeing someone who like was the opposite of us like they were like a guy who had been in like a lot of romantic relationships and so because he was that kind of guy um I could tell that his friend situation was like really weird I also think that men in general don't have like great friendships but Mm -hmm. like his specifically was like I could tell like he was like trying to trombone with me like immediately and I was like that's because you literally have no sense of intimacy and like you are gonna take this as like your primary relationship if let's say we were to end up together whereas like I'm the complete switch opposite like I'm like you Dina where it's like I only know friendships so it's very unnatural for me to like feel like I want to like open up to you I mean I also think it's inappropriate but like it might even I can imagine that even being like something that is hard for me to do like in general like because like when I think about my romantic relationship, I'm like, at what point do you open up and you're like, real? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But with friends, it's like it comes so naturally. Yeah. That, like, it's obvious when there's like a special connection when there's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode. This <laughs> outro has – the outro itself is like seven minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways – Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, Let us know if you like the episode of Just Me and Lydia because it's so fun for me. Like, I'm having an amazing time. So I'm having a fun time too. I would love to do another one of these. So um, if you like it, let us know. We need positive feedback. We're also – actually, no, I can't say that on here. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you.